0: Fishing like a local is having an experience that stays with you forever. And with Fishing Booker, you can experience it too, no matter where you are. Discover your next adventure on Fishing Booker.
1: Welcome to season four, episode 95 of the North American Outdoors Podcast. My name is Heidi Rayo, and I'm coming to you from the great state of Texas. I am so excited, not only because today is Christmas Eve, but we are having our second annual Rayo Family Podcast. So we did this last year, and I was so excited to talk to each of my boys and share some of their favorite Christmas memories. And we're gonna carry on that tradition and do it again today. So we're gonna learn a little bit about some of their favorite memories from 2021 We're going to learn about some of their achievements and what they hope to do in the next coming year. So in my little podcast studio today, I have with me, first one up, Luke. Hey, Luke. Hello. So are you excited to start talking again on the podcast?
2: Definitely. All
1: right. So let's talk a little bit about 2021. What were some of the things that you were most excited about looking back um, over this past year? So let's start way back and start in February. What happened here in Texas that we've never had here in Texas, at least in our lifetime?
2: We had an ice storm.
1: Do you remember that morning when we woke up? The temperatures were down in the 30s, and it was sleeting. It was raining ice. And when we were home, we lost all of our power. And what did we, how did we cook? What did we do when we lost all of our power?
2: Well, the first thing we did was we started a fire. And then it was early in the morning, so we brought out our propane griddle And we cooked a big breakfast.
1: If I remember, that was one of the best breakfasts we had in a long time. We had, um, what did we do? We did pancakes.
2: Bacon, eggs. Bacon and eggs.
1: And we had cowboy coffee. And, well, you guys had hot chocolate. But Dad and I pulled out the kettle and we cooked it over the um, griddle. And we made cowboy coffee that morning. So that was one of the best breakfasts we've had in a long time. So how did the dogs react?
2: Um, I don't think they even knew what was happening.
1: No, they sure did, though, when we let them outside, right? <laughs> what were they doing in the snow?
2: They were playing around.
1: I'm trying to eat it? <laughs> yeah. So then what happened? It was um, It started getting really cold in the house. So we had our fireplace going. And then once that burned out... Um, We came down the street to check on Papa's house. And what did we discover when we came down here?
2: He had electricity. Uh,
1: So what did we do?
2: (laughs) Packed up our stuff and we left.
1: I say we're fools for sitting here in the dark and the cold. So yeah, we loaded up and came down here and we had ourselves a little party with electricity and TV and Internet and all the good stuff. So then I guess we had a pretty uneventful spring until you finished up your last few days in elementary school. And I don't know who was more excited of you leaving fifth grade, you or me, because we have been at that elementary school for 13 years straight with all your brothers going through. And finally, you were the last Rayo to leave Ward Elementary after 13 years. So the day you guys got out of school, what'd we do?
2: We went to Yellowstone,
1: do you remember how many times it's been since we went to Yellowstone?
2: Oh my whole lifetime I yeah, know
1: that. so twelve years, twelve years in a row, we've taken a road trip up into the mountains and um into Yellowstone National Park and the Grand Tetons and did our big annual road trip up there. When we came home after we went to Yellowstone, we literally had two days to unpack and repack. And you remember where we went? You and I went right after that for your Boy Scout trip?
2: South Dakota.
1: Yep. We turned around and went right back where we came from. And we did a road trip three days to get up to South Dakota. And we got to spend a week up in the beautiful mountains of South Dakota. We saw Mount Rushmore. We saw Crazy Horse. What else did we see?
2: Devil's Tower.
1: Devil's Tower. We went back into Wyoming. Do you remember that town we went to? Deadwood. So what do you remember about touring Deadwood?
2: Well, first we got to see gunfights in the streets. Then we found the real bar where Wild Bill Hickok got killed in a poker match.
1: So what do you remember about that saloon?
2: Well, the owner shut down the touring, and let us get a private tour.
1: Yep, and we learned all about the history and got to sit right in that same chair where Wild Bill sat. So tell me about the transition then over the summer when you started getting ready for middle school.
2: Well, it was a big change, changing into eight classes instead of just two And also having to memorize each teacher's name and where their classes are.
1: So one of the big differences was in elementary school, the year you started was the year our school district decided to do away with grades. And everything was objective-based. So if you learned something, you got a plus If you met the goal, you got a meets. And if you needed improvement, you got a needs improvement. So you did that from kindergarten all the way through fifth grade. You never had homework. You never had a grade one day in your elementary school life. And then all of a sudden now you're in middle school. And what are you having to do?
2: Grades and homework.
1: Grades and homework. So you're actually getting A's. And fortunately, you've not seen a B or a C yet. So that's pretty awesome getting right into it so what's it been like um with the social life in sixth grade is it any different than the social life in elementary school
2: i think it is because having to switch from eight classes instead of two you don't really get to be with as much people for as
1: much time so tell me your favorite part of the day in middle school
2: either gym or lunch
1: Okay. And what elective class are you doing? Choir. Do you like to sing? Yes. Are you going to sing us a song? (laughs) Yeah. You know, these microphones aren't just made for talking. You did a pretty good job when you used to sing in our church choir.
2: Well, then upload that video.
1: (laughs) You're not going to sing us a Christmas song? Do you know what my favorite one is? My favorite one of all times that you sing? What is it? You know it. You know it.
2: What? Happy birthday, Jesus. Yes.
1: Will you sing it for me? Happy birthday, Jesus.
2: I'm so glad it's Christmas. All the tinsel and lights and the presents are nice. But the real gift is you. Happy birthday, Jesus. I'm so glad it's Christmas. All the carols and bells make the holidays swell. And it's all about you. Happy birthday, Jesus. Jesus, I love you.
1: I could not have asked for a better gift on this special Christmas Eve. Thank you so much for singing that. That was awesome, Luke. So in wrapping up our time together, what is your New Year's resolution looking into 2022? What do you hope to achieve or what do you hope to reach?
2: Well, I really like baseball, so I'm really hoping to get starting pitcher or catcher.
1: That's a really good resolution. Awesome. And I I know you'll get it because you're a hard worker, you're driven, and you are determined. So, thank you, Luke, for sharing some time with me, and I'm going to close you out and bring in your next brother. You have any last words to say? I just want to wish everybody a
2: Merry Christmas and happy holidays.
1: Awesome. All right. We'll see you later, Luke.
2: All right. Thank you.
1: All right. So next we have in my podcasting studio, John John. Hi, John John. Hi. So what Luke and I talked about was we did a little recap of what 2021 was like. And so think back of your last year and what are some things that really stand out in the year 2021 to you?
3: What stands out is in the spring of 8th grade, I started doing track, which was fun, and it was a start to my um, love of sports, so I started running and getting more conditioning in, and that led me into high school sports, which right now is going good. I've just finished my football season, and I am about to go to my track season, then baseball season.
1: So back up to when you talked about 8th grade track, not only did you play football, you were also playing baseball, then you decided to join tennis, and then you did track. So we were running a tank of gas all over town, going to your tennis matches, to your track meets, to your baseball practices and games, and your football games, So, doing all of those activities, what do you think it did for you? Um,
3: It really opened up my love for sports. And I just, I did all those sports just to get ready for high school. Of course, I'm not going to do tennis in high school. I just did it for fun with my friends. But high school football means a lot to me right now. And I, that only happened because of eighth grade sports that, Brought me into it.
1: That's awesome. So you continued on your sports conditioning over the summer, too. What did you do over the summer?
3: I did um, SWAT camp, strength, weight, agility training.
1: Not only did you do the SWAT camp that was for your age group.
3: But then I moved up to the um, upperclassmen group.
1: So you did double workout yeah, to build your endurance, right? Yep. Did it pay off? Yes. Why?
3: Because I wasn't tired in games.
1: Okay. So what else do you think it did to push yourself to those extremes?
3: It showed me that it's not that hard. Like, I know it's hard now, and that's not hard. And it helps me finish the hard workouts.
1: Okay. So tell me about your transition from um, eighth grade, middle school, going into high school. What what's different? What do you like? What don't you like? That was a pretty big year for you moving from middle school to high school.
3: Uh yeah, it was a good. Um not only am I I liked I didn't know anyone so it was a fresh start and I started focusing on sports in the summer and I did a lot of conditioning. Uh, then going into freshman year I met a bunch of people and met a bunch of new friends and socialized and became very friendly to everyone.
1: Cuz we really had to get you out of your shell cuz you're such an introvert anyway, right? No. You don't talk to people and you're very shy and quiet, right? No. <laughs>
3: <laughs> and then going into sports it really helped me. And then it just gave me a goal to focus on next year for
1: sports. Okay. Well good. So what would what would you say is your favorite memory from 2021 as we're rounding out this year um what one thing really stands out that you're proud of and you'll always have a fun memory of
3: um, i mean going to the varsity football games at lake that was really fun watching all the people i want to be play all the people that i want to be on the same varsity team as next year play and it really gave me a goal to focus on
1: okay Well, good. So not only did you do sports, um, you did very well your freshman year taking a whole bunch of advanced classes, right? And you, you did pretty well and got pretty good grades and all A's. So not only did you do well in sports, but you're doing well academically, you're keeping a pretty good balance. But what are some things that you do in your off time, not sport related? What are some things that you've done... As a family, we've done as a family outside of school and sports.
3: Um, we went on a bunch of hunts this year.
1: All right. So what kind of hunts did you get to go on? Um, Bird
3: hunts, deer hunts, a bunch of hunts.
1: Yeah. So we started off with a, a doe hunt. Tell me about that. Did you get one? Yes. Yeah. Were no. you nervous? No. Did you have doe fever? No. I have video to prove you wrong. <laughs> You were shaking and you were trembling. You had doe fever, not buck fever, but it was doe fever. No, but you took a really good shot, a really ethical shot, and you brought home some meat for the table. Okay, so then from the deer hunt, where'd we go? We
3: went to the, we went to a pheasant hunt.
1: Did you have fun doing that? Yes. What was the most memorable part of that hunt?
3: The campfire. What about it? It was fun.
1: Why do we do campfires?
3: To socialize.
1: Yeah. Again. Yeah. Your strong point of socializing. Mm -hmm. So tell me what we talk about at the campfire. I mean, why is it so fun? Why?
3: Because you talk about anything and it's fun.
1: Yeah. Are people on their phones? No. Why?
3: Because you don't do that. It's Mm -hmm. a campfire. No one will be on their phones.
1: Good. So after the campfire, we left that hunt, and we went on another hunt, which was? A duck hunt. Did you like that? Yes. Why?
3: It was fun hunting in a swamp.
1: Yeah. <laughs> Did you get wet? Yes. So what was the best part of the duck hunt?
3: Um, Hunting with the dog. It was fun watching it retrieve the ducks, and it was cool to see its behavior.
1: Yeah. Well, Good. So, what are you looking forward to in 2022, which is just a couple of days away? Tell me what your biggest New Year's resolution is.
3: Um, To succeed in sophomore football.
1: I'm starting to see a pattern here. That football is life, huh? Yes. Yeah. So, why? I mean, football season is not until what? October, September, October. Why are you so worried about it now in December?
3: Right now it's off season.
1: What does that mean?
3: It's training for, it basically builds you up for the next season, which is the most important part about football.
1: Okay. Well, good. So is there any last parting words that you'd love to tell people on this very Merry Christmas Eve?
3: Um. I hope everyone has a Merry Christmas.
1: Okay. And what we're going to do now is we're going to wrap up your portion and we're going to bring in your next brother to share some memories from him. So, would you like to say goodbye? Bye. All right. Thanks, John. John. All right. So, now we have number three. So, Matthew came into my little podcasting studio and he is going to share some of his favorite memories from 2021. Hey Matthew.
4: Hello. Um
1: so let's talk about looking back um when you were a junior rounding out your junior year over the summer and into your senior year. So thinking back this last 12 months or so, what were some of the most memorable things that happened in the life of Matthew?
4: Um Probably football and getting back into hunting now that everything's starting to open back up. Um, I had a lot of opportunities these past couple of months uh, deer hunting, pheasant hunting, um, bird hunting. So, I mean,
1: we definitely did some amazing hunts recently, but I want to go back even further and tell me about what was kind of impactful that happened to you. At the end of, I guess, 2020, right, going into 2021, um, what happened on the football field there towards your last game a year ago? Um,
4: I blew out my knee, um, tearing a couple of ligaments. Um, so that was definitely a setback, uh, for playing for my senior year. And so, going into February, near the end of February, I had a um, knee surgery done and I was in a knee brace for a good 6 weeks without anything um but I was focused on getting back on the field so I pushed myself doing everything I could rehab and everything and I um was able to start um the football conditioning camp in summer the first day I was able to start rolling back into that slowly and then I kept going and going and eventually um I was able to get the starting position at right guard and center throughout the 2021 senior off season or er, season for me so yeah. yeah
1: and what was what's been your goal ever since you started playing football back in middle school what's the one thing that you wanted to do when you got to high school
4: i wanted to play friday night lights um starting out in the 6a football division that's yeah. what i got to do
1: you did and so when you had that knee injury a year ago It made you want it even more, and I was so proud of you because you went to, what, three, I think three therapies a week and getting yourself rehabbed and doing everything right, working with the coaches and getting stronger and everything you had to do to get on that field and uh, do what you did. Um, so, yeah, that was pretty fun getting to watch you play Friday Night Lights and your whole senior year. I I really enjoyed that. And I'm going to miss it now that you're done yeah. and you're all over with on football because you're not playing college football, are you? No, I'm a little too short for that. <laughs> well, you have some good talent, but um, now we can focus back on your grades, which are good. But you can focus even harder on, on your grades and doing college stuff next year. So, so what else really stood out in when you're looking back across 2021? I know football was a huge part of this last year, um, not only rehabbing from your injury, but being center, starting on the field every game. Um, what else was pretty important? You mentioned hunting. What were some of the things that you really enjoyed this year on the different hunts that you did?
4: Um, I got a lot more experience. Um. I learned how to field dress a deer. Um that was pretty cool. I shot a nice rooster pheasant. Um and I attempted a shot at a wood duck, but out flew me, so that was great.
1: So we pretty much did three hunts in, in about a week, right? Yeah. And so the deer hunt was awesome, the pheasant hunt was awesome. We've never we've never done that. And Let's talk a little bit about the duck hunt that you got to go on. What was, what was different or unique about this duck hunting opportunity?
4: Um, well, we got to uh, go out in waders. We were about water about thigh to hip level. It was pretty cold that morning. Um, we got out about 4.30, 5 a.m., waited there. Um, got a couple of wood ducks, um, and one of your coworkers videoed. For us, so that was a unique experience.
1: Did you get wet? Kind of. Did you fall in?
4: No, okay, no,
1: yeah, because that's not cool. No, if you fall, no, because it'd in the be water. cold, and it'd be cold, and yeah. you get everything wet. So, but we won't talk anymore about falling. So, so, um, even though one of the guys in our group actually did shoot one or two, two, two ducks, so at least we got to hold the duck and take a picture with his ducks. Yeah. Right. So that was a lot of fun. So what else um, can you think of that you'd like to share?
4: Well, um, ever since I blew up my knee about mid-January and through the surgery, so I was out sitting down doing nothing for a good three to four months. Um, I picked up on guitar. um, Surprisingly, out of all things, I mean, I grabbed it out of the attic. It's been sitting there having dust grow on it. And um, I started to learn, and slowly I got a lot better at it. And it's been about a year now since I first picked it up, and I'd say I'm pretty good. I've taken it to a lot of hunting trips and campouts, Boy Scout campouts. Um, so yeah, I mean, just guitar, and I plan to take it far off in the future. You know, hopefully get that for a Christmas present, uh, a new <laughs> one. But
1: well, we'll we'll have to find out if Santa's good to you tomorrow on on Christmas Day. So yeah. So, why do you think it's so cool to have a guitar on a campout? You know, we talked about, your brothers talked about campfires and everything. Why do you think campfires are so, you know, cool or they're so meaningful? And on top of that, why do you think it's it's pretty awesome to bring a guitar to that setting?
4: Um. Well, it brings a lot of people together. You know, it's not really normal that you see someone bring a guitar to a camp out so i mean it brings people together um singing songs that everyone knows um and plus it kind of fits the stereotype of a guitar in a campfire so it just kind of completes the circle of that well yeah
1: yeah one of the cool things on our duck hunt actually the my friend that led the hunt told me that he, all the camp outs he's been on that was the first time someone's ever brought a guitar so that was so special to him. So something that you just do all the time and you don't think anything of, you never know the impact it's going to have on other people. So that was pretty cool. So tonight, of course, is Christmas Eve. It's our most holy night. So any last-minute parting thoughts or comments as we round out 2021 in a couple of days?
4: Um. Well, I hope everyone had a good year listening, Um. and I hope that we have future good years and um i just wish everyone a merry christmas um happy holidays new years everything just have a good week awesome
1: all right well we're gonna let matthew exit stage left and we're gonna bring in our last brother here shortly thanks matthew thank you all right so last but not least we have with us in my little podcast studio dominic hi dominic Hi, how's it going? Good. So again, to follow suit on this blessed Christmas Eve, we are going to recap the life of Dominic in 2021. So tell us what some of your fondest memories were this past year. What are some things that really stood out?
5: One of the big things that happened for me this year is I started working for a, a new company that looks really promising and they're not they work with with firearms and training which is how I grew up.
1: So tell me about the process when you went over there for your interview. What was that like?
5: Yes, yeah, so it was great. I it's a company called Laser Shot and they work with firearm solutions and training and simulations and I got I got hired into the Hunter Education Department and I've been working with Hunter Ed instructors and different classroom teachers and firearms instructors to provide them with firearm training simulators to help them with their their curriculums.
1: So is it just a local company or what kind of opportunities have you had lately?
5: Yes, yeah, so we sell we sell and provide solutions worldwide, but as of right now I've been primarily focusing on the US regions and I'll go to different shows and hunting events and banquets and I'll essentially set up this it's what we call a system, but it's a projector and a computer and firearms and we have shooting courseware that it all works together to, to display a shooting course.
1: So what does that mean to have a a shooting course? Tell me about what the system contains.
5: Yes. So kind of reiterating the different components of a system is the projector, the laser tracking camera, which works hand in hand with our firearms and the, the lasers that are integrated into them. We have the computer, which contains all of our software titles or shooting courses, and they all it's super user friendly. It all plugs together and connects to display a shooting course. And we have courses ranging from hunter education software titles to speed shooting and competition and training. So depending on what you're looking to shoot and what type of shooting you're involved in, we can we have software that'll that we can provide.
1: So you have real firearms that have been modified with lasers or IR infrared lasers that the camera picks up and reads and it plays a a video, so to speak, like a real live looking video. And when you shoot the screen with your infrared laser, the image sometimes will react or stop. So if it's a hunter education scenario and you shoot at an animal that's on the screen, A lot of times the image will freeze and it'll tell you if it's a good shot or a bad shot or an ethical shot. Or if it's, you know, a a speed shooting or like a competition type, you can actually do clay shooting, you know, trap or skeet, where when you shoot the the clay birds, they break as they're you can track them and, you know, hit or miss or break the clay. So it's very interactive too, right? Yes. So when you set these up at big shows, like big hunting shows or big shooting type shows, does it draw a lot of attention from the crowd?
5: It does. We we tend to get large crowds of, of children.
1: Is it mostly kids or a lot of the adults come by too?
5: Well, you got to get the, the children en- engagement to... Get their parents engaged, which the parents are who we want to talk to.
1: That's right. So do you have a lot of um, interaction for kids? Or I guess what I mean is, is this a good system for kids?
5: Yeah, absolutely. So we our systems provide training. So we get a bunch of kids and beginner shooters step up. And since we provide both dry fire and recoil solutions... It's our dry fire firearms are a great way to introduce new shooters to the the world of shooting.
1: So how, this is probably a, an easy question to answer, how has your upbringing led you to a job, hopefully a career in this world?
5: It's definitely helped a lot because growing up around shooting and hunting from a young age and being very familiar with firearms is definitely prepared me for the interactions that I I do with this job on a daily basis.
1: So what gives you the credibility to do this job on a daily basis?
5: Yes, yeah, so I'm I'm a certified hunter education instructor. I also I'm certified and I I teach NRA pistol, rifle and shotgun classes. I'm an RSO instructor and I have a background in working at a gun store and a gun range as a RSO.
1: So it seems like you're really enjoying this job, hopefully career path that you're on right now, right? Yes, I am. You've gotten to go to some pretty awesome places so far, and you've done some pretty amazing trips and pretty amazing big-name installations of names I won't say but some pretty big-name country stars that you got to do this big installation at their mansions. And you even got some tickets to the Grand Ole Opry.
5: Yes, I did. That was that was really fun.
1: But too bad you don't listen to country music very often. And too bad you didn't realize the stars that were on the stage right before you that you didn't really know their music, did you?
5: Oh, yes, I did. No, you
1: did But you knew what kind of an experience it was to be at the Grand Ole Opry. That had to be awesome. So you get to go to some pretty pretty amazing shows and meet some even more amazing people in, in the industry of shooting and hunting and firearms. But one of the best parts is the fact that that's also my world. And that world can be pretty small sometimes. So isn't it pretty fun, awkward? whatever words you want to say, when you go somewhere out of state and you're setting up a show. And have you ever ran into anybody that said, Rayo, Rayo, Rayo. Do you know Heidi Rayo? Have you ever met people that did that?
5: Yes, that's definitely happened quite a few times at different shows and even some of the, the colleagues that work at my company.
1: Yeah. So our worlds definitely have have crossed and I'm, I'm really excited for your opportunities because it's a lot of fun. So 2021 has been very good to you. Do you have any parting words as we wrap up the end of this year and are looking into 2022? Any big resolutions that you have that you're going to stick with?
5: Yes. Yeah, so and now that I've been with the company for a little bit, when the when the year restarts then i'll definitely have some some personal go- goals such as a, a quota that i'd like to obtain to prove my growth
1: that's awesome so anything you'd like to share with the listeners any last minute parting thoughts or words of dominic wisdom
5: i just hope everyone has a merry christmas and a happy new year
1: So that concludes our second annual Rayo Boy podcast of recapping our year in review. So I hope everyone, to echo what Dominic and the rest of the boys said, I hope everyone has a blessed Christmas Eve, a very Merry Christmas, a Happy New Year, and I hope everybody gets everything they've hoped for and surrounds themselves with family and loved ones on this special day. You've heard another North American Outdoors podcast, Roaming the Woods and Waters and Creating Memories That Will Last a Lifetime. This is Heidi Rayo.
5: And Dominic Rayo.
1: And we hope you have a happy new year. For more information, go to northamericanoutdoors.org and follow me on Instagram. Have a great day.